So I had a, a couple items that I wanted to discuss this morning. And that is, um, we just had Bitcoin P today over the weekend. Um, they, I think they kind of celebrated all weekend. It's one of those things. Uh, but also, I'll start with this. I'll start with this, um, this DC Summit. Blockchain Summit is what they're calling it. And it's going to be going on tomorrow for a few days, I suppose. You know, and I looked at the speakers that they're going to have. And they're going to have like, you know, it looks like 30 regulators slash politicians. These are people from the CFTC, SEC, um, Treasury, you know, basically every regulator you could think of. I guess FinCEN, um, maybe past and present regulators. Uh, you know, of course, Hester Pierce is going to be there. <laughs> um, I just saw a lot of names I'm familiar with, and then I'm not a, also that I'm not familiar with. Uh, you know, uh, so there's also going to be number of politicians, you know, senators, uh, representatives, um, the other bureaucrats, right? They're just appointed, to the, you know, in the Biden administration, maybe a treasury or something. Uh, but these people, you know, they're going to be at this conference speaking. Now, they're all, also going to be at this conference also speaking with industry people, you know, so people from the industry. So it's a mix of like public, you know, because these are public officials. Regulators technically work for the people. You know, I think they forget that sometimes when they're accepting bribes from these all these crypto people. But they technically work for the people. And anytime they they go out in public or they go talk about crypto, this should be available to the public. Um, and, and what I'm complaining about here is that um, this is the first crypto like conference I've actually seen charge for their live stream. You know, FTX had a live stream going. You know, they didn't invite everybody, right? But they had their live stream free, technically, I think, for free. Now, they had like one closed, ses- closed door, right, with like Bill Clinton. But... Um, you know, most, most of these, but he's not a current, you know, he's got a lot of influence, I suppose, but he's definitely not like a current politician, um, you know, making laws, at least he's retired, right? I get that he still has influence, but my point is, is that all these current politicians, they want to release a crypto bill next week. And I'm sure that's going to come up what's in it. And, um, why is, why are these politicians, um, basically working for these crypto companies, making them money? Right. So they're charging the public over one hundred dollars to watch a live stream of this conference. I understand them wanting to charge uh, for people that want to go there physically. I, I get it because you got costs, you got, you know, you got your room, you got equipment uh, that you got to rent out. You got security that you have to you know, worry about. Um, I totally understand that. And I, I don't expect them to have it for free because I get that this group, this D.C. blockchain group is the lobbyist group. Right. So they're lobbyist group. They lobby these politicians, meaning they bribe them. (laughs) Uh, They bribe. They're bribing these regulators. You know, who knows how much crypto they're giving them, you know, behind the scenes. I'm just kind of mad that that they're charging for the live stream. Um, So where is this idea that crypto is for the unbanked? Where is this idea that it's decentralized and that anybody could be a part of this movement? I don't see it. You're charging for a live stream. You know, and you're not charging ten dollars. You're charging over one hundred dollars for a live stream of this conference. Now, my biggest gripe with it is that it's not uh, free. And it's, it's not because it's, you know, if it was just a regular, no regulators there, no politicians, I'd be fine with that. But increasingly, we're seeing regulators um, and politicians at these little events, just a one-off, right? 
But this is a conference that is is focused on crypto regulation, right? This is this is and this is um, ridiculous that they have all these politicians and all these regulators, and they're not making it open to the public. I mean, I, I don't under, I don't understand why they think they can get away with this. Um, you better make this stuff open, and you better not be charging for a live stream, right? You're going to get plenty of money coming in from people who want to go there and hobnob with these politicians from the crypto industry. But you shouldn't be charging any fees if the entire conference is about something in the public interest, number one. And you're also paying, you're also, you know, hosting like 30 different politicians that are coming here and regulators. This should not be a closed door thing. Like you can close door all your other talks that are just with industry people. But if you are including a politician or a regulator, you know, in this panel, you need to open that up to the public. And you need to make it free because the politicians and the regulators, they don't just work for you. I'm sorry, crypto bros. Like, I know that you're paying them probably in bribes, you know, behind the scenes, but they technically work for the public, right? They technically work for the people. They're supposed to be regulating you, not hobnobbing with you. Uh, so I'm just really, it's probably coming out of my voice. I'm really pissed off. I'm really pissed off um, that they can just, you know, in, they can just, um, parade around these regulators can just parade around like they're they're uh with their buddies their crypto buddies charge for an event where they get where they're speaking right and and just pretend like everything's okay and just pretend like yeah this is just the way business happens right in public like i get that they do this behind the scenes and you know it's not public or they have little meetings with the regulators where they're probably giving them a bunch of crypto to do their bidding but you know this is public and this they're shoving it in my face they're saying hey look we can hold an event we can even make money off of it, invite all these politicians and regulators to speak about crypto regulation. And it's basically just laughing in my face. Um, I really don't appreciate this, this cozy relationship between the Bitcoiners and the regulators and the politicians. It makes me very, very angry and upset. Um, I call it out anytime I see it. I call it out with any kind of type of politician, you know, um, talking about Bitcoin you know, these politicians, I hope, are going to be um, seriously, seriously damaged in the future when all of this stuff collapses. And I hope people call for their heads, like not literally. Right. But I hope that people hold them to account and, and fire them. Right. They should be fired from their jobs. The regulators should probably all be in jail. The ones that aren't doing their jobs, if they're accepting any kind of bribe and a bribe includes getting a cozy job at a crypto company, you know, a year after you're a regulator, in my opinion, that should not be allowed. Maybe it's not illegal right now, but supposedly you're not, be, you're not supposed to be able to take bribes as a politician or government figure. And, you know, I think we need to expand this definition to accepting any kind of crypto donation um, or any kind of like cozy relationship uh, at a crypto company after you're a regulator. Now, I realize this is probably happens in almost every industry and it needs to stop. Uh, but but in crypto, it's, it's really, really bad. I feel like it's like a level 10 versus every other industry. Maybe it's a level like six or seven. Um, but anyways, I'm just really pissed off about that. Uh, and number two, um, I just want to comment on Bitcoin Pizza Day. Everybody parades this around as some kind of achievement. Oh, Bitcoin, there was like 10,000 Bitcoins for a few pizzas back in the day. Look how far we've come. Look at all the, the price, the price rise. Well, you know, a normal person looks at that and says, oh, my God, like, why did I pay 30000 or $60,000 for Bitcoin if back, you know, not even like 10 years ago, somebody paid um, 10,000 Bitcoins for a couple pizzas? I mean, could it fall to that level again? What? Why did it rise? I mean, you start 
normal people, I hope, are asking these questions. Um, and then a lot of, uh, you know, that's one reaction. The other reaction is, um, wow, like, I wish, I wish, I wish I would have gotten in back then. Look at how much money I could have made. And then kind of, you know, and then a little bit of envy for some people. And the envy is like jealousy, right? Oh, this guy got in at Bitcoin. He, he just bought some Bitcoin and he's now he's retired and rich. Um, and I think this envy, the Bitcoiners talk about it a lot, about how critics are just envious. Nick Carter, especially. And I've talked about this before uh, when I came to this realization, but I bring it up again because of the whole pizza day thing. So the pizza day thing, um, you know, they're all celebrating, right? Uh, that they're riches uh, and, and people can, you know, people can be jealous of that. And I think it's a totally normal uh, emotion. And here's, and here's why I justify it because intuitively people know that the Bitcoiners that got rich off Bitcoin, like, you know, that, that have been holding it forever and then sold it, uh, these highs, they know that these people um, don't, don't deserve their wealth. They know that they didn't earn it. All they did was buy an asset that blew up into a bubble that you could argue is filled with manipulation, fraud, right? Or else it wouldn't have gotten this big. Um, so these people don't deserve their wealth. They didn't produce anything productive. They didn't build a company. All they did was buy Bitcoin. And Bitcoin fundamentally does not produce anything um, of value, right? There's no business here. It's not a productive activity. All you, if you got rich off Bitcoin or made anybody, you just participated in a wealth transfer, right? So you just, and and the only way that this wealth transfer was, was um, um, even possible was the fact that somebody, maybe not you, maybe you just wrote off the fraud of somebody else, but somebody, you know, has been pumping it. Somebody has been lying about what Bitcoin is, right? Barry Silbert, the whole drop gold narrative. Oh, Bitcoin is a better gold. I mean, all this is, all this, in my opinion, is fraud. Um, Bitcoin's going to go to a million. All this is fraud. Um, and, and you, you wrote off the coattails perhaps of other people, you know, people telling you to hodl, that's also fraud. <laughs> uh, and I'm going to do another podcast where I talk about what fraud is, because I don't think the Bitcoiners quite understand it. There's this really excellent article on the Atlas Society, uh, and it's talking about how Ayn, Ayn Rand would have described fraud, or how at least she did, and then expanded upon that in the article, which I will probably read later, just like I read the in full length, the SCC uh, May 4th, uh, 1999, um, speech that this, this head, um, head guy gave, uh, which I thought was, was extremely important. This article on fraud and what it is and how, um, um, it's, it's wrong and how it does violate the non-aggression of principle, even though it's not technically, you know, you're not being violent, but you are basically, um, committing theft, uh, through trickery. And that's what this article is about. And I'm going to read it in its length because I think the Bitcoiners need to hear it. Uh, they might not be committing fraud themselves, but they're definitely benefiting off of somebody else who's committing fraud. Whoever is who, whoever is in the Bitcoin Twitter public, uh, you know, celebrity list, right? Who's talking about HODL? Who's talking about how Bitcoin's going to go to a million? How it's going to be money or how it is now? That's all fraud, in my opinion. And these people can be sued, and they probably will be sued in the future um, when or if. Bitcoin crashes uh, and people actually have um, have been harmed right through through losses of their money. So back to the summary of the pizza thing, uh, people have a legitimate uh, right to be envious of the Bitcoiners that just made all this money, in my opinion. Um, pizza Day sort of brings this to light again because we see how far Bitcoin has come in price and people, people intuitively 
understand, they just intuitively get, hey, I'm kind of envious of this. I'm kind of jealous. And it's because they didn't earn their money legitimately. They didn't, they don't deserve fundamentally the riches they've made off Bitcoin. You know, if they were, you know, if they've been holding since, since back then, right, when, when the price of Bitcoin was uh, 10,000 Bitcoin, were able to buy like three pizzas and then they sold it at 60,000, right? They've made all this money and they fundamentally don't deserve it. All they've done is participated in a wealth transfer on the backs of somebody else. A lot of people in Bitcoin who are committing fraud and they're lying about what Bitcoin is fundamentally. So every though the Bitcoiners really love to celebrate this pizza day. And back in the day when, you know, back in they've been celebrating it for a long time. And back in the day, they used to celebrate it for this reason. They used to celebrate it because it was the first real transaction of Bitcoin for a real good. Right. For something real that was blown up, right? That was celebrated. And it was celebrated not because of how much Bitcoin was worth back then. It was more celebrated because it was finally seen as a currency that, that somebody would actually accept the Bitcoin. And it's and it's true. They did accept the Bitcoin, right? They didn't just they didn't they were not a merchant who had like a BitPay server who immediately wanted to cash it out back for dollars. They wanted the Bitcoin. And that is actually worth celebrating for sure. Um, I, I criticize Bitcoin a lot, but I do celebrate that part of the pizza story that's sort of been lost now. It's sort of been lost now because I think the Bitcoiners sort of know that Bitcoin isn't being used as a currency. People don't really want it to the extent that a merchant um, will take it. Um, they basically want to trade right out of it to get the dollars you know, back because they don't want to take the volatility risk. And they want to go back to dollars, which is the common medium of exchange. Bitcoin right now is not being used as a medium of exchange or a common medium of exchange. It's just too volatile and nobody really wants it. But back in back in the pizza days, you know, I guess they were they were either speculating or they just wanted wanted it to be used as a currency. And this this was a legitimate um, transaction where the 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 person who sold, I think, the pizzas, I think, kept the pizzas. Right. So. I think this is, I think this is the story. Like, so somebody agreed. Um, so somebody must've bought it from a merchant, the pizzas, right. And then sold it to somebody else who agreed to buy the pizzas off of this one individual. So I don't believe that the pizza company who's selling the pizzas actually, um, you know, made this transaction. It was a person who, who basically placed the orders for the pizza and then agreed to sell it to somebody else who, who then gave this guy the Bitcoin, right, in exchange for the pizzas. So don't think it was the merchant. Now, I could be wrong, but this is just how I'm remembering it. It's been a while since I've read this story. But but I think that this is worth celebrating. But it seems like the Bitcoiners now just want to celebrate how much Bitcoin um, was, in, in theory, worth back then because of the transfer for the pizzas. Uh, when they... It, when it really just exposes Bitcoin as sort of failed because no one is... No one really wants Bitcoin... Um, um, no merchant really is accepting Bitcoin. They're just using a, a BitPay server or a third party that will help convert the Bitcoin back to dollars for the merchant who who says, oh, yeah, I accept Bitcoin. But they don't really. Uh, they do, but they use a third party to then convert the Bitcoin back to dollars because they really want the dollars. So this whole Bitcoin pizza story sort of exposes different different negatives that I see. I mean, the Bitcoiners just celebrate it. But there's different different areas that I see um, whenever I hear this story being trotted out again and again. Uh, so I just wanted to share those because it's just a different take that, that no one else is talking about.